0: Hello, and welcome to One World, One Health, with the latest ideas to improve the health of our planet and its people. I'm Maggie Fox. Planet Earth faces many challenges, pollution, climate change, and new and re-emerging infectious diseases. This podcast is brought to you by the One Health Trust, with bite-sized insights into ways to help. In this episode, we're talking to Dr. Bethany Young-Holt, founder and executive director of Cami Health, an organization dedicated to advancing the health of women and girls worldwide. She's also the co-founder and director of the Initiative for MPTs, that's Multipurpose Prevention Technologies, and a principal investigator at the Public Health Institute. She's been working to advance the development and use of multipurpose prevention technologies, Products that would provide not just contraception, but protection against HIV and other sexually transmitted infections for people around the world. Bethany, such a pleasure to speak with you. Yes, hi, Maggie. It's such a pleasure to
1: be here. Um, Yes, I've worked in in different parts of the world. I've been really fortunate to be able to do that. And uh, working in Sub-Saharan Africa, you know, I've, I've seen just the devastating effects of HIV in women and girls. And I think what um, HIV has sort of gotten in AIDS, it's gotten off the radar of so many people recently. Um, But yet it it remains a a really devastating disease for for young women and girls in sub-Saharan Africa, where in, in in parts of Sub-Saharan Africa, they account for 63% of all the the new infections for HIV. And it remains the leading cause of death for, for women of reproductive age.
0: Well, and what you're working on is combining protection with contraceptives. Contraceptives already exist. Why do you need to combine them with products to protect against HIV and other sexually transmitted infections?
1: Yeah, you know, um, you know, if you just think about women and, you know, our, you know, our our risk are really interlinked, you know, when um, HIV, other sexually transmitted infections, um, the risk of unintended pregnancy, you know, these can all be caused by having unprotected sex or unsafe sex to have single products that can compare prevention for these different risks could be real game changers for women's health. Because contraceptives are already on the market and people are used to them, there's less of a stigma around contraception um, as compared to HIV or other STIs. So another advantage of combining um, prevention from HIV with contraception uh, could be Um, increased uptake of HIV prevention.
0: And you've actually asked people, and especially women, what they want. What have they told you?
1: It's really interesting uh, because there's no single answer, (laughs) except that, I mean, what we do here is that women want choice um you know at different times of their life um depending on their stage of life or where they live um they want different types of products so for example young women um who may um have just infrequent sex might want one kind of product that they could use on demand say um you know a, a something that they might only need to use like a couple times a month. Someone who's married um, or in a long-term relationship with their partner might want something um, that's long-acting that, that last, gives them you know, pretty much constant protection. We need to have more choice for women's health.
0: And women need something they can use privately as well, right? There are um, very complicated issues with a, a woman's husband or partner knowing that she's using a product at all, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you have different situations, but that's exactly right. I mean, some some women do need to have something that is like a stealth product, something that she can use, you know, if if she's in a situation where she needs to have discretion. Uh, for what she's using, you know, maybe her husband or partner uh, will feel threatened if she's, you know, using something, you know, for HIV prevention or contraception. And so some women are are sort of in controlling environments and and relationships. So to have a method that she can use and control herself could be very empowering. Condoms are an example of a method that is out there on the market on male and female condoms that provide protection against um, HIV, other STIs and contraception. But even the woman's condom or the female condom, you know, the, the male partner's aware of it. And so it's not something that is truly in control of the woman or girl. Uh, and so there is this, um, this growing field now of multipurpose prevention technologies, which researchers are, are developing these, uh, these products, say vaginal rings and films, even uh, injections that could be uh, given to women that would provide women with an array of different types of protection um, in different dosage forms and durations.
0: This all seems like a no-brainer. Why is it so difficult to get this field going?
1: It does seem like such a no-brainer. And people have been working towards this for decades, frankly. It's been the fields of HIV and contraception and other STIs have long been siloed politically and due to funding streams. But about 12 years ago, researchers came together um, from across these disciplines, family planning, HIV, other areas of uh, sexually transmitted Infections um, to really come together, bridging these silos to advance this field of multi-purpose prevention technologies. And so, there is a growing field. Um, the NIH is funding it, USAID, some other other funders are. But the funding, the huge challenges of funding. Um, so you know, there there's no, for the most part, no big pharmaceutical companies are. are involved in this space. Um, So you have small biotechs and academics. And so the, you know, it just takes a lot of time to raise the funds and then to get even promising products through the development pipeline. There could be very promising products that are, you know, go through early stages of development, but if the funding stops, then, then that product can't can't move forward, can't get into the clinical trials, and ultimately can't reach the
0: hands of women and girls. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that's in development?
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so there are intravaginal rings. Um, there's an array of different types of intravaginal rings that so if you imagine like the Nuva ring that's been on the market for a really long time for contraception, but this would be a ring that actually delivers different drugs for if you will for for different indications. So, you know, a ring to d- deliver a drug for H. for herpes, and for contraception. Um, There are also uh, some vaginal films in development. Um, So if you can imagine sort of the the Listerine uh, film that you could, Put on your your tongue. <laughs> um, there are d- researchers that are developing sort of a, a film that could deliver as a, as a way of delivering drugs for for contraception and uh, diseases like HIV. And that there are also long acting injectables. So if a woman comes into a clinic for her uh, contraceptive injectable injection, rather she could also con- get either co-administered with a drug for HIV, or maybe it could be even in the same, in the, you know, co-formulated in the same application. I would say there, um, my organization, uh, Cami Health and the Initiative for Multipurpose Prevention Technologies, we actually track the different products that are in development in a database at mpts101.org. And it's, it's a growing field and it's evolving. Things um, get funded and then they stop getting funded. So it's, it's a,
0: Sounds like it's a bit of a challenge. It's
1: definitely a challenge.
0: What's what's scaring the, the pharmaceutical companies away from this area?
1: Prevention doesn't tend to make as much money as treatments. There's few even in the contraceptive space, there's few big pharma in this space anymore um, because of perceived lack of uh, return on investment and and other risks that they might see when you know testing products and you know, for prevention, working on it, you know, the the big pharma is in in looking at this space. It's just, you know, putting in sort of, I guess, a big toe instead of, you know, the full leg.
0: And that's where organizations like yours come in. You kind of fill those gaps.
1: We try. Yes, we're we are really working to try to find um, other types of investors, get the word out. You know, this is there's a a growing cadre, too, of impact investors and social impact investors um, who are willing to invest, but take maybe a smaller return on their investment. Um, So we're really working to try to uh, identify these types of new investors that are out there and get them excited about this growing field.
0: Well, some people might not be excited about this field at all. They might say, look, women just need to be in a marriage if they want to have sex. They need to learn how to say no. Um, Why can't people just control themselves? And then we wouldn't have any of these problems at all. It's
1: very mind-blowing to think that people really think that, but I know you're right. Um, I'll tell you a story about um, really what really inspired me. One of the the reasons I'm so I've dedicated my my career um, to this work. I had the privilege many years ago of working in. Um, Mauritania, which is a country in West Africa. And I was a health volunteer. I was working in a rural village. Um, Mauritania is, you know, on the edge of the Sahara Desert um, or does. I was working in a village on the edge of the Sahara Desert. Um, Mauritania, a lot of it is the Sahara Desert. But um, so, you know, in this in this region, women, you know, and girls are often married very young, and have to drop out of school but i was living with a family um, which really uh valued education of their daughters and two of the young girls that lived with me um uh really excited to go to school and they went off um to a neighboring village um probably a half a day's away by horse cart. Um, and so it was a big adventure for them to go to this, this village and they wanted to go to school. They were in school um, and I went to visit them a couple months later. And um, I came to realize that my one little friend, um, she was 12 or 13. She was so sullen and then and it turned out she had gone, lived with her uncle and had been raped by a family member. Um, and you know, all she wanted to do was get an education and do something really exciting with her life. And this was completely out of her control and, um, you know, she ended up getting pregnant and, um. Yeah, it's devastating. So I think, you know, those kind of stories, it's not just in, you know, villages in Africa, but you hear about that all over the place in California and Iowa. Um, You know, the, you know, yeah. So it's it's a very sad reality
0: where um, girls are not empowered necessarily. Around the world, even married women don't have any control over what their husbands do. Um, Women in other types of relationships don't have control over what their partners do. And so this would provide them a way to protect themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely
1: yeah you know and it's you know these multipurpose prevention technologies, these products that you know could provide women you know with opportunities to protect themselves if in all sorts of situations even you know young women if they're dating, you know not always you know that and, and married women who are in situations where they just want to protect themselves
0: from unknown risks that are out there. And of course these multi-purpose prevention technologies, can also help men, right? Yeah,
1: there is a growing field now of male contraception, which could empower men to um, and, and enable men to also take responsibility around um, family planning. And some of these um, you know, are being looked at to actually provide um, protection against um, STIs as well. Um, so that's one possibility, but then also if if um, the female partner is protecting herself, that that um, protects everybody, <laughs> um, the male partner and the family. You know, when you empower women to protect themselves around their their um, their health and their you know the. Their, when and if they want to have children, you know, that improves not only the woman's life, but the the economic well-being of her family and the whole community. So when women are protecting themselves from HIV and unintended pregnancy, they're protecting their children that are living and the ones that are to come.
0: Bethany, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak to us.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for the honor to be on your show.
0: Listeners can share this podcast, which is brought to you by the One Health Trust, by email, Twitter, or your favorite social media platform. And let us know what else you'd like to hear about at OWOH. That's OWOH at OneHealthTrust.org. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for listening to One World, One Health, brought to you by the One Health Trust. I'm Ramanan Lakshmi Narayan, founder and president of the One Health Trust. You can subscribe to One World, One Health on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at One Health Trust, One Word, for updates on One World, One Health, and the latest in research on One Health issues like drug resistance, disease spillovers, and the social determinants of health. Finally, please do consider donating to the One Health Trust to support this podcast and other initiatives and research that help us promote health and well-being worldwide. Until next time.